Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, the Wall Street Journal reports that dating is taking off among senior citizens. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're welcome. Right? You're welcome. Taking credit. And by the way, if you see me on the AARP app, swipe to the right. Yeah, okay. I'm available. If you have the energy, yeah. if you have the energy to swipe. Oh. But I just had the Golden Boy. Bachelor. You know, I, you know, yeah. I don't know that I believe that guy this. looked great. That he didn't guy look, looked great. He didn't look they his age. He, he looked 20 70. years younger. He did. No, 20 to 30 years Good younger. Good for him. That would be a great scandal if he was 45 years old. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Clippers win again. A top quarterback recruit spurns Georgia for Nebraska, and Jeff Saturday joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the Philadelphia Eagles losing their third straight game and scoring under 20 points for the third straight game. The Eagles were caught and passed in the last drive of the game, which was run by second-string quarterback Drew Locke and which featured three fabulous Seahawks catches. Final score was 20-17. to Wilbon, is this a concerning loss or can the Eagles chalk it up to a series of improbable plays? No, it's got to be a concerning loss, Tony, because they they just they couldn't score. I mean, you think the Eagles can produce enough to put the game out of reach before Locke has that series? That series was insane. The catches, as you just outlined, okay, yeah. each one is at best improbable. And it was thrilling in its own way, but the Eagles... You know, Tony, after looking dominant in some games, and they won some close games too, they certainly don't look like that now, having lost three straight. And most people will overreact to all of it. I mean, the Niners lost three straight, and they rebounded. Yes, they did. The Cowboys yes, won did. five straight and lost the game, and people lost their minds. So so you, right. you, there's no appropriate reaction to an NFL loss anymore. People are stupid over the top. But three in a row, and you give up the division lead, it looks like, at least for now, with tiebreakers and all that, to the Cowboys. You don't want to give that up. You don't want to be a five seed and be out on the road and have to play either right. Dallas or San Francisco on the road. That's a difficult circumstance, so it is concerning. So, I, yeah, I'm watching the beginning of the game, and it looks like the Eagles are going to roll. They get the ball. They go 75 yards in 15 plays. Jalen Hurts runs it in. It's not a tush-push. It's 7-0, and you say to yourself, you know, this game is over. They need it, and they're going to win. So I would be very concerned. Where was their defense on that last drive? They got Matt Patricia calling Tired. signals for the first time. Yeah. Where, where is it? I mean, and I, I'll say this again. Drew Locke has not been in this circumstance all that often, being a second-string guy. He goes down the field in a minute 24, 92 yards on 10 plays, improbable catches or not. DK Metcalf is a big time receiver. Yes, great Mike, pass. I don't want to isolate completely on Jalen Hurts, but it was said that he was ill going into this game and might not play. If that's a one shot, that's fine. If something lingers, maybe it's different. Mikey had two interceptions in the fourth quarter. He threw the ball he 31 times, he only got 143 yards. He is tied for the lead, the league lead in turnovers with 17. So this is why it would be especially yeah. concerning to yeah. me, especially so. Yeah, they need to get back to power football, too. We need to be throwing it all around the yard all the time, and they should have had a big enough lead to survive that. Let's move to the NBA and the red-hot Los Angeles Clippers. Not the Lakers, the Clippers. James Harden scored 21 in the fourth, including 18 in a row in one stretch to lead the Clippers past the Pacers in Indy. 
It's LA's eighth straight win following that awful 0 6 start to the Harden era. Tony, you and I were pretty skeptical that this roster would click. The Clippers winning you over yet? Okay, the Clippers had 151 points last night. That's really a lot of points. I think, okay, I think it's the most in in the NBA. But thank you for mentioning the Pacers because this is the qualifier. The Indiana Pacers are the worst defensive team in the entire league. They give up. I got the number here. They give up 127 a game. Mike, in their last five, they've given up 135.6 a game. They don't even try to play defense. They They have the worst Mark in the league in terms of opponent field goal percentage, in terms of opponent three-point percentage, and they've allowed the most three-pointers. They did very well at the in-season tournament. Since then, they're one and four. Yeah. They have one win, Detroit, which shouldn't All even road count. games, though, except last so, night. So what I'm saying to you is beating Indiana doesn't count for much to me. It's the story we had yesterday when you were asked, is Kansas City convincing you now that they're back on track because they beat New England? Right. And you said no. And I said no. To me, it's I the same you. thing. I, I, I believe that if you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and James Harden, you're supposed to win a bunch of games. I mean, that's why they're there. They're figuring it out, and their coach is figuring it out. They, they, they are, Tony, figuring it out. I mean, I, that's the way I would describe it, too. And you got T. Lou, who I think is the perfect coach for this, the right temperament having to deal with those egos. And they are great players. They are Hall of Famers. But, Tony, here's why I might go – I would go a step further than you just did because Kawhi Leonard looks whole. He's not missing games, Tom. And you know, look, when he was out there and not missing games, in 2019 he missed some. But he led a team to what we call the championship of the NBA. That would be the Toronto Raptors. He looks like that Kawhi Leonard again. Will it last? And when you, well, Will it last? And Tony, he that, gets hurt every listen, year. Will it last? They have to be able to say yes to that in April, much less right. Christmas and January right. and Valentine's Day right. and spring break. They got to be and this way in April, May, and we so don't as, know that. As you said, as you say all the time, and you said it earlier today, the NFL, their regular season, people overstate one game and what it means. This early in the NBA season, yeah. it's exactly Does the same crazy? thing. Yeah. Don't overstate this. We move on. Let's go to college football recruiting. Nebraska snagged a big one when five-star quarterback Dylan Riola decommitted from Georgia to play for the Cornhuskers. Riola is the number eight overall recruit in this class. His father played at Nebraska. His uncle is the offensive line coach. But Riola gave up Georgia, the best program in the country the last few years. Will does flipping from Georgia to Nebraska feel like the safer choice or the riskier choice for Riola? Yeah, I must say this will be insider for pe- people. You and I know what I'm talking about. This is the Mike Gleason segment. That's, of course, our dear, right. dear friend of many years right. from uh, Nebraska, red through and through, was telling us about Rayola. And you and I are going, what are, you, what are you talking about? And it's a huge national story. It is, Tony, but there's risk. You and I have been to Lincoln. People, people who have not been there don't understand the pressure on anybody playing any position in Nebraska. They don't get it. I mean, Nebraska's nothing lately compared to Georgia. But it's hard, man. Tony, there's great risk. The rewards are great. But nothing's happened. So many things have been a big deal to get at Nebraska. This coach, this recruit, this new coach, Scott Frost, big right. deal is going to change it all. Nothing's changed at all. And I, 
I mean, quite frankly, I sort of worry about the kid, to be honest. And his dad went there. He knows what he's in for. He's got to know. Yeah. Mike, my sense of this is that if it doesn't work out, it's only a one-year deal. He goes in the transfer portal like 200 other quarterbacks go in every single year, right? And and that's what happens. Look, Carson Beck is the name of the incumbent Georgia quarterback. He announced he was going back to Georgia. Raiola knew that. He wants to play. He wants to play. Can he play at Nebraska, a 5-7 and seven team that doesn't have Should a Carson be. Beck coming back? Better, better yeah, be. so I don't particularly think this is – I don't really think this is risky. Here's Nebraska's records the last five years. 5-7, five and 4-8, and 3-9, and 3-5, and 5-7. Five, five and seven. We talk about this all the time, what you just mentioned, that Nebraska sort of overrates its importance and Nebraska is sort of living in the past on the national scene. Yep. But I'll tell you this, Mike, you get a five-star recruited quarterback – Tony, and people like our friend Mike Gleason can say, we're back in the high life again. This is a great they can thing say for Nebraska. Yes. I'm just saying, yes. and by the way, good for him. And I, I told, if I was his dad, I would be thinking, yes, I want him to come do this. I'm just saying, Tony, there is question. risk, man. It's pressure. There's pressure on Let those kids. Let me ask you one question. Yeah. The kids' NIL deal, do you think they pay him in money or livestock? Let's take a break. <laughs> Coming up, did Jason Kelsey deserve the false start flag that crossed the Eagles last night? We will ask former center Jeff Saturday. We'll also ask him about Jerry Jones citing the weather as a factor and the Cowboys lost to the Bills. Who gets more NIL money, the star of the women's volleyball team or the quarterback oh. at Nebraska? Huh? I'm just asking. The quarterback, probably. Ah. Probably still the quarterback. And and George... Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. Let's get back into the NFL with our great friend, Old Blue Eyes, ESPN NFL 
Analyst Jeff Saturday wearing a tie today, looking like an adult. I approve tremendously. <laughs> His first question could take an hour, so go get a sandwich. Jason Kelsey got flagged from moving the ball forward before snapping it on third down and inches from the three. The Eagles then had to settle for a field goal. Kelsey had no particular problem with the call. He said that refs have warned him about this for years. You played center. I think the last time Kelsey was on TV, he had two, two of these. You played center. How big a no-no is moving the ball like that? Well, it's becoming more of a no-no because of all the all the tush push and you know all the concentration on offensives, you know, not lining up in the neutral zone. But the reality is every center does it to some degree because when you go address the ball to get your hand on it, you're usually moving it and you, you're definitely not going to move it backwards, right? Like if you're worth your weight, you're going to move that ball forward, grab yourself a, you know a, a few inches or a yard or something like that. So he knows it's a good call. It happens to all of us. We've all done it, uh, especially in short yardage. You'll try to do it, but referees have definitely uh, paid more attention to it. They're trying to call it. It happens, right? I mean, you, you get caught every once in a while, and, and it is what it is. Jeff, let's stay with last night for a second because Drew Locke had that big downfield block on Kenneth Walker's touchdown run. Years ago, this would have been applauded. See, I knew you yeah. had that reaction, and that's what quarterbacks as big, strong athletes were expected to do, but – now, given the state of things and the importance of the quarterback staying healthy, do you now want to take that out to have quarterbacks out there risking themselves like that? Heck no. You call yourself a football player, bro, you better put your hat on somebody. When you have a chance, <laughs> Manning would do it. I, I, there was nothing that got us more fired up than when Manning, you know, some kind of little bend back play, and he saw it beforehand. He would go there and give a little chip. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want you to try to get a D cleater. Like, don't get yourself knocked out, <laughs> but get in the way, you know, become a speed bump of some degree. But there is nothing to get dudes more fired up when their QB buys in all the way. I think it is a fantastic play. I applauded him. I showed it on TV early this morning. I loved it. I think it is, it is a thing that, that unifies your squad, and you saw how hype everybody got last night. They were. They, they, they were pretty hyped. All right. This next question. This is a, a Tony Kornheiser special because he's so weather-obsessed. <laughs> Jerry Jones said weather was a factor in the Cowboys' loss in Buffalo. All right. You played in the roof situation in Indy. How big a factor is weather to a team that practices and plays indoors? I, I don't think it's very big. And the, the funny thing for, for me is you and I had a very special conversation about this last week or the week before. <laughs> we'll, leave that all, we'll leave that off air. Yes, we but, did. <laughs> <laughs> but the, re, the reality is, unless it's just some kind of insane weather, um, it, it affects both teams equally. I think the only team that I knew that really practiced all the time in those elements were New England. Uh, we had a couple games that I would say like heavy snowfall in Denver and heavy snowfall in New England a couple times that really affected the game. But other than that, you know, rain, all that kind of stuff, we've all played in it. You grew up, this isn't the first time you played in elements. And so you just get accustomed to it. If you know you're coming into it, though, Mike, is, is that you'll, uh, you'll do like wet ball drills, like the center quarterback will work on that in pre-practice, get used to guys at a heavier ball, that kind of thing. But it's not something that you get, you know, you get overly controlled by for sure. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. For the holidays, apparently, Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence Gave his offensive lineman golf carts. That gets pretty pricey. 
We got a two-part question here. What is a good <laughs> gift for an offensive lineman? And what did what did Peyton Manning ever give you that you thought was really cool? Oh, listen, listen, this is my favorite time of the year because I love to see with all the gifts you you walk in the locker room and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's four wheelers, it's golf carts, it's all kinds of just, uh, you know, a a crazy amount of, of stuff getting delivered to lockers and there's nothing better. So I love the gift that Trevor Lawrence gives his guys. The golf carts will be an excellent, I mean, we had all kinds of things. I would say this though, for me personally, uh, Peyton took me to Augusta National for Ooh. to go play around. And I, 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 I will say, I don't. I'm from Georgia. I don't think anything could ever top that. We had an absolute ball. Ding, ding, um, ding. We have a winner. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, listen. Yeah. To set all the money aside. Something like that is is off the charts, and I, I could not be more appreciative. But he was always a great gift giver. You know, whether it be watches, whether it, I mean, you name it. He he always gave uh, substantially to us. But he should have. We protected the daylights out of him. He's in the Hall of Fame for it. You know what I mean? So touche, right? Okay, absolutely. <laughs> I'll just tell, I'll tell you this: from Will Bonds, one of Will Bonds' big birthdays, he took me to Augusta, and that was delightful. Just yes. totally delightful. Augusta. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Word gift. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Aaron Rodgers talks about his future. Doesn't he do this every day? We do. Uh. We do. Chet Holmgren is becoming a shot-blocking machine. Augusta National, that's a drop-the-mic gift. Peyton yeah. Manning. Oh, sure. I mean, come on now. That's me. Yeah, it's lovely. Well, it's lovely. Well, you did it. Well, you It's know. lovely. It's wonderful. It was done to me. I was gifted. It's wonderful. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Pardon the interruption is presented by Grey Goose, the Ebla Vodka. Please sip responsibly, part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 57th birthday, Alberto Tomba. We're heading into ski season, so why not celebrate one of the greats? Tomba, the Italian slalom specialist, won three Olympic gold medals, two in Calgary in 1988, one in Alberville in 1992. Tomba also won a silver medal in Lillehammer in 1994. He was affectionately called Tomba La Bamba, Tomba the Bomb. He won two world championships and nine World Cup seasons titles Four in slalom, four in giant slalom, one overall. Tamba joins the greatest skiers of all time, including Jean-Claude Killy of France, Ingemar Stenmark of Sweden, Hermann Meyer, and Franz Klammer of Austria. Who's the greatest skier now? 
probably Michaela Schifrin of the United States. Tony, the most dramatic thing, one of the most dramatic things I've, I've seen in all of sports was Herman Meyer getting up out of the snow when we thought he was dead. But I tried to go in Albertville to the top of the mountain to see Tomba's big race. And I thought, you know, I'll give myself a couple of hours to get up there. It won't be a big deal. There were so many people trying to get up the top of the mountain. It took two and a half hours. I bailed, drove back down to the press center to watch it on television. I couldn't even see Tomba in person. And I was there. A true sports that. writer event, uh, watching it on television. TV. Happy anniversary, Dan Connolly. On this day 13 years ago, the Patriots offensive guard set the NFL record for the longest kickoff return by an offensive lineman, taking a Packers squib kick back 71 yards to set up a New England touchdown. Connolly was undrafted out of Southeast Missouri State in 2005. Signed with Jacksonville, played four games there before going to New England, where he played 85 games between 2009 and 2015 starting 71 of them. Perhaps you remember the Patriots of those days. They scored a lot more than the 13 points a game they score now. They won Super Bowls, plural. Nobody wondered where Bill Belichick would coach next year. He would coach Tom Brady, of course. Yeah, you know, Tony, I think the Patriots almost ought to be celebrated just as much now. These things come to an end, no matter how great. I mean, Bill Russell's Celtics, they came to an end. I mean, all these things have to happen. So they were great. It doesn't go on forever and ever and ever. Happy trails to seven Grizzly shots last night. Oklahoma City rookie Chet Holmgren blocked seven Memphis shots last night following his eight blocks against Denver. Holmgren became the first rookie since Tim Duncan in 1998 to record at least seven blocks in consecutive games. For all the talk about Victor Wembanyama, Holmgren should be a serious candidate for Rookie of the Year, considering he's tied with Wembanyama in total block shots, and his team is 17 and 8, and Wembanyama's is 4 and 21. We referenced Memphis earlier. They get John Morant back tonight after his 25-game suspension for flashing a gun on social media multiple times. Memphis was 51 and 31 with Morant playing 61 games last season. So far this season without him, they're 6 and 19. Let's go back to Holmgren. He's not a serious candidate. He is Rookie of the Year over Wimbanyama. This is not a projection award like you and people of your ilk made it with LeBron James saying he was Rookie of the Year over Carmelo Anthony 100 years ago when he wasn't. Carmelo Anthony was Rookie of the Year, rightfully so, and it was stolen from him. We're not having that happen again. Wimbanyama is not the Rookie of the Year. He's not. I'm, I'm looking for my ilk. Your ilk. We're running People out of show. We go to the big finish. NFL.com reports Jamar Chase will miss the Bengals game against the Steelers with a separated shoulder. Is that a big deal? Yes. Jamar Chase may be the best at his position in the game. Maybe. Aaron Rodgers said a whole lot of stuff to Pat McAfee today. Anything stand out to you? Yeah, that he's not 100% and it sort of cast out on whether he will play again this year. You know? The Lakers lost to the Knicks. They're now 1-3 since winning the in-season tournament. Are those things connected? It took a lot out of the Lakers and the Pacers, Tony, both of whom won one game. That was that was emotional. Pistons have now lost 24 in a row. Give them a pep talk. Okay, the next game is against the Utah Jazz, who will yeah. be on the second of a road back-to-back, which gives them a chance. Last one, Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl tonight. <laughs> University of Texas at San Antonio versus Marshall. Who you got? Whatever happened to stuff just being like the Liberty Bowl? 
Then can't we have that? Why do every, every year I got to have a roster until a bowl game I'm watching? Come on. Gives you the week off next week. Marketing people. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. Bernie Smoot, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN Apple Apple Podcast. And now, Hi. the Sports Center. Wayne Frederick, a local for us. Number yeah. two overall pick wow. in the MLS. Number two. Number two overall. Congrats. Congrats.